NFR Extra follows all your favorite cowboys, interviews legends of rodeo, and talks to the best of country music. Follow Nevada Caldwell, Ryland Bentley, and Steve Godert every week as they delve deep into the stories behind the road to gold in Vegas at the National Finals Rodeo. It's revealing, comedic, and sometimes emotional. Find it on Spotify or anywhere you listen to podcasts. NFR Extra. All dirt, all rodeo, all year. You know, the, the modeling I did was runway and editorial in New York, and I lived in Manhattan. And, um, you know, I, I moved in August of um, 2011, which obviously was 30 days early enough to miss yes. one of the most tragic things that happened yeah. to this country. So um, a, a lot of things came out of that, one of which was when people really dislike you, but you show up on time and you stay consistent and you do a great job, they can't help but not ignore you anymore. And so modeling was that for me, where you'd show up and they'd go, uh, we hate this curvy look that looks, um, you know, multi-ethnic. We hate it. <laughs> Boom, then the Kardashians hit and everything's fine and I get my bills paid. So it was like, you know, okay, it was, it was fun to not fit in, which has been really consistent throughout my journey. NFR Extra, episode 91. We go back into our NFR Extra vault with WPRA champion, bail racer, Fallon Taylor and tie-down world champ Tyson Durfee. Our original co-host, Bo Gardner, and I listen as Fallon and Tyson share their journey to becoming a champion and the power of healing through social media and connecting to those in need of help. Enjoy our conversation with Fallon Taylor and Tyson Durfee. In Las Vegas, December can only mean one thing. The Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. The NFR is the culmination for the top contestants in the world seeking to share the $10 million purse and the coveted gold buckle. For fans, Las Vegas transforms into the greatest Western party in the world with the NFR experience, which features Cowboy Christmas, the Junior World Finals, nonstop entertainment, custom viewing parties, and so much more. Follow all the action at nfrexperience.com. Great moments, great champions, great memories. There's only one NFR, there is only one Vegas. I'm world champion bull rider Sage Kimsey, and you're listening to NFR Extra. World champion bell racer, professional athlete, motivational speaker, and entrepreneur, Fallon Taylor has dedicated her career to making the seemingly impossible her reality. An early superstar at 13 years old, Fallon qualified for the 1995 NFR for the first time. Fallon's star-studded career came crashing down when a horse-related accident left her paralyzed with a fractured C2 vertebrae. Slowly, she taught herself how to talk and walk, ride, and eventually win. She came back with a vengeance to Pro Rodeo in 2012 and eventually becoming the WPRA Barrel Racing World Champion in 2014. Today, she continues her journey in the Western lifestyle and her social media following is one of the largest in the rodeo industry. It's a means by which Taylor has found that she can reach out and help others while on the road. Welcome to the show, Fallon. Hi there. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. 
I tell you, I thoroughly enjoyed watching the, um, it's called Religion of Sports. I truly feel like at that time, I don't know when it was recorded or filmed, or but I feel like at that time is when you were still very heavy into racing. You also were planting the seed for your future. Now's your future. What are you doing? What have you been up to? What keeps you busy now that you're not barrel racing? Well, you know, that's a funny statement now that I'm not barrel racing. I actually <laughs> compete six days a week. So it's funny to me, it's funny to me when, when um, you know, kind of people that consider themselves fans come up and they're like, what are you doing now that you're not barrel racing? Right. And I'm like, I'm literally on a horse at a barrel race while you're asking me this question. So I, I'm always <laughs> so confused by that. Um I have seven young We did that intentionally. Training. Don't take it as an insult. Yes. <laughs> we wanted you to be able to say what you're saying right now because we've heard poke, it many times. <laughs> poke the bear. Um, so, yes. So it really ruffles my feathers because I'm probably riding now more. Then when that, that documentary um, aired in 2015, you know, I compete about 90 times a year um on the pro rodeo tour in order to make a run at the NFR when I'm not actively trying to make a run at the NFR, um, I'm probably competing 200 times. So it's pretty funny that as I, and when I go to a pro rodeo, I'm only running one horse where now I'm getting Colts ready. I'm running a minimum of four horses to seven horses in a one hour period of time. So the amount of barrel racing that I'm doing is, quadruple the amount when I'm actively pursuing the road to the NFR. Um, so it's a funny question that I get all of the time that I'm like, mm-hmm. so you call yourself a fan, but you watch this for 10 days in December. It's pretty funny because the same people go, I'm your biggest fan, Taylor. And I'm like, my name's Fallon. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for being a great You're fan. Out. <laughs> Why are you retired? Yes. Love, love your work, Taylor. So, um, you know, actively to answer your question, um, I'm training. I've got about seven young horses that I'm training right now. Um, okay, when you say young, are, do you mean four, five-year-olds, fraternity horses? I mean, what are you? We're halter breaking 12, uh, six weanlings, six yearlings, um, saddling and ground breaking five two-year-olds, running barrels on two three-year-olds, three four-year-olds, four five-year-olds, and then a couple of finished horses. How in the heck do you manage all this business you got going on as we see that plays out in social media and all the things that you're pitching, selling, branding, promoting, et cetera, et cetera? I think that it's, it's, it's been, there's no balance. I love when um, gurus come on and tell you about balancing your life. And I'm like, that's not how any of this works. You have to say no to a lot of really exciting things in order to say yes to some other things. So for me, it's saying no to um, going 90,000 miles down the road at the NFR to say yes to some horses that are going to take me to the NFR in the future. People will forget about this gap. They won't even know you're gone, and then they'll just start speculating about what you're going to do at the next rodeo. So I'm more concerned with, you know, what's happening right now to try to cultivate um, an environment where I can be free enough to go. And in rodeo, it's more expensive than anybody could ever imagine. So for me, um, you know, having a lot of branding and um, working through, I have an amazing staff, by the way, and they are absolutely phenomenal. Um, when I get out of the warehouse, I go through a daily check. We have a little meeting every single morning, um, and I walk through the warehouse. I walk through the factory and just talking to everybody and making sure that I'm doing my part. 
And then it's my job to go to the barn and train. And then after that, it's my job in between all of this to remember that the fans are waiting to hear what's going on and give me a glimpse inside and what's happening today and understanding how much I crave that (laughs) from the people that I looked up to kind of keeps me going with this social media um, kind of task list that I have every single day. You know, I go I go live on my Facebook groups every single morning. Um, I do a small inspirational rant every single morning online. I put out three blogs a week. I do a podcast every single week um, and I compete five to six days a week and try to maintain amazing relationships in my business. So it's not balanced, but it does work right now. Can I, I'm pretty sure people ask you this question, right? When do you sleep? When do you eat? <laughs> so, I have all of my meals are prepped um, and they're fr- I pop them in and I might be on the back of a horse eating my meals, but I've got alarms. You know when you get really busy and you look down at 3 o'clock, you haven't eaten yet? Yes. I think oh, yeah. everybody is kind of that person. So literally have alarms of going, hey, make sure you do this. You know, make sure you do this. But um, sleep and Healing is really important to me. Um, I don't get a lot of sleep, but I am refreshed and I feel rested. I go to the next thing that has to be done. And and that's probably been one of the most vital things ever to my schedule. It's hard to rodeo after having such a busy schedule at home because rodeoing is so much hurry up and wait. It's wrapped inside of a car for 12 hours at a time with just your mind working nonstop. So, you know, it's easier to be at home. Sure. So you have your meals prepped, you get plenty of rest, you get your exercise by working out with all those horses. So I imagine your modeling career is doing very well. Well, I um only I'm only my brand face or a model okay. for the brands I'm either sponsored by or my own brand. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't really like I jump in front of the camera, but but just um modeling is not that intriguing to me. Um, making a difference, adding value to somebody else's life, um, feeding in to the planet, as cheesy as that may sound, that's kind of what keeps me on this rigorous schedule and waking up in the morning with a lot of passion. So, um, you know, things that fall into the wayside that I feel like don't lend itself to making the planet better. Well, let's let's stay on the modeling topic yes. here real quick. So, rewind. We don't want to dive too much in this, but you were at one point modeling and not riding or or competing i guess probably i don't never want to say you're never riding i know you probably ride all the time that modeling <laughs> that that modeling uh stint that you did forever however long it was did the things that came out of that that you learned from there things that you you picked up on that you, you definitely would not have picked up on just in the rodeo business has that you know your modeling career has that helped utilizing all those assets and kind of using that to create the Fallon Taylor brand, basically. I think that every single layer of what I've tried to dip my toe in has lent itself to um, helping me on every level. I think everybody kind of goes back over their life and they're like, well, if I hadn't worked that crappy job, I wouldn't have learned this or I wouldn't have developed this skill. And um, it's funny because in the beginning of my career, parents would shove their kids in front of me and go, my daughter wants to model. Can you help her? And I was just in my head, I would just think, what a terrible idea. <laughs> or it's like, my, <laughs> don't do don't that. Don't do it. That's a horrible, horrible idea. Um, because, you know, the, the modeling I did was runway and editorial in New York, and I lived in Manhattan. And, um, you know, I, I moved in August of um, 2011 
which obviously was 30 days early enough to miss one of the most tragic things that happened to this country. So um, a a lot of things came out of that, one of which was when people really dislike you, but you show up on time and you stay consistent and you do a great job, they can't help but not ignore you anymore. And so modeling was that for me, where you'd show up and they'd go, "Uh, we hate this curvy look that looks... um, you know, multi-ethnic. We hate it. <laughs> Boom, then the Kardashians hit and everything's fine and I get my bills paid. So it was like, you know, okay, it was it was fun to not fit in, which has been really consistent throughout my journey of, you know, I, I don't fit in here, but I think I can make a difference and be compelling and do something really cool. So modeling for sure taught me that. And then, you know, I went into TV stuff, but modeling was one of those things of like, if you thought you had confidence, you were beat down, I mean, to, to the level of gum on someone's shoe and then told to, okay, now do the thing where you look pretty. Yeah. And you're like, I feel terrible. I don't, don't want to look pretty right now. <laughs> I don't feel pretty anymore. Yeah, right. So, it, it, like, sm- it hurts to smile, right? Every yeah. inch of my body. <laughs> so to all the parents, don't do that. This is NFR Extra, and our guest today, Fallon Taylor. We will return after the break. NFR Extra follows cowboys, talks to legends and country stars, and finds the stories that make up the season that leads to the annual showdown in December. Follow me, Nevada Caldwell, Ryland Bentley, and Steve Goder as we delve deep into the stories in and behind the road to gold. Listen to NFR Extra on Rural Radio, Channel 147, on Sirius XM, every Monday at 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 Eastern, with a re-air Tuesday in the same time slot. NFR Extra, all dirt, all rodeo, all year. Hi, this is Patrick Gotts joining you on NFR Extra. WPRA Barrel Racing World Champion Fallon Taylor is here on NFR Extra. I caught one of you in, in, in 14 when you when you went on your run. Uh, I just joined the team here at LVE and kind of just this Fallon Taylor experience, which was phenomenal on social media to play out with your, the helmets, you know, the colors, everything, everything you were doing, but it makes sense what you're talking yep, about yep. coming from your She York. was marketing then. Absolutely. Uh, you, you know exactly what you're doing. And yeah. what I liked is that you really handled the exposure. So when like the cameras are on spotlight, to your point, you know, you, you got to smile sometimes even when you don't want to. You you did a really good job of that. Obviously, that's carried to this point in this conversation. I appreciate that yeah, so yeah, much. Yeah, I would never want the fan experience of me when the cameras aren't there, when I hit all three barrels and I run out of the arena. I think I have a competitive advantage because of this responsibility where um, if I hit all three barrels and I just lost $100,000, there's still a small girl at the end of the alleyway that wants a hug and a picture and she has no idea what that run meant to me, but she knows what this moment means to her. So my um, resilience factor has had to go up through the roof of be like, get it together because you could ruin that person's experience of what they think of their heroes in the arena. You could ruin it so quickly. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's an immense responsibility, but um, I embrace it as best as I possibly can. Obviously you're active on YouTube and very open, extremely open. Tell us about your 1% 1 rule. rule. So my 1% rule um, stemmed from when I broke my neck in 2009, Mm -hmm. which was 10 years ago yesterday. I learned very quickly that, you know, just just literally one foot in front of the other, any kind of action, as long as you don't quit, 
gets you somewhere. So I don't think it's anything that I thought up. Um, it's simple math. If I do 1% every single day for 100 days, I can look back and have 100% improvement from the person that I was on the first day that I decided to take action. And 1% is not that much. You know, I, I've done um, a lot of fitness things in my life, and 1% a lot of times is just showing up. You know, it's, it's really nothing more than that. And, and doing a check-in with yourself every time of just going, well, did I do the 1% even though I failed? Yeah, okay, well then repeat that again, do that again tomorrow. You know, so um, it's, it's just a really simple way to stay on track. The 1% rule presented by Miss Fallon Taylor. How do you stay, and correct me if I'm wrong, how I say this, how, how, how do you stay connected with your flow me's? With flow me's? Yes. Yes. I mean, what, that so, sounds like it's a little network that is growing and getting powerful by the day. The Flomies go so hard in the paint, you guys. <laughs> the Flomies go so hard. Don't mess with the Flomies. So Flomies, my horse's name is Baby Flow, and I want to be homies with all the people that love me and Baby Flow. So we are referred to as Flomies. And, um, you know, the Flomies... Staying connected to them means a rigorous social media schedule. It means that my DMs are open. It means that I actually answer them. It means that I actually am vulnerable and let them see my failures and my successes. Um, so that's how I stay connected. If you see me somewhere, um, stop me, say hi, you're going to get the same conversation. It doesn't matter um, if you've been supporting me and this journey and I've been trying to support your journey back by pouring in just some wisdom and some inspiration. Um, if you see me somewhere, by gosh, say hi. Um, and if you hit me up in the DMs on any social media platform, I do my very best to answer every single day. Yes, you do. Is the NFR something that is still a goal of yours? Or if it's if it happens, it happens? Or where is that on, on your the kind N of your radar? The NFR, is a, the NFR is a fun thing, and I would love to... I, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you already know the way that it works, but... See, the, West, the, the way that the rest of the world views the NFR is they think that if you're a big deal, quote unquote, that you get this Willy Wonka golden ticket and you get invited <laughs> to the NFR. Yeah. yeah. So I go to the NFR this year. I'm like, I am going because I have a booth. I set the big daddy. We're there um, <laughs> creating fire hazards and taking people off with lines. <laughs> Ten days in December. <laughs> yep. Cowboy Christmas. That's there you go. Find me. It's a lot. It's, mm -hmm. it's hardcore. So um, that's where I am. But I think a lot of people's perception is they walk up and they go, you know, up, are you rodeoing? And then they go, well, are you going to the NFR? And I'm like, that's not how any of this works. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so the, the way that it works, you know, you've got to plan out that you're going to be in a vehicle for about nine months a year, driving about 90,000 miles a year, trains, planes, and automobiles. Mm -hmm. Um so it's not something that you're just going that's just going to happen if it happens. That's never ever going to work out. So We um, like poking that pig, you know that, right? We just continue to I do that. It. All right, yes. I love it. But you know, October is close and I plan on October 1st rodeoing really hard in October, and I like to just kind of gauge where where I stand after that, you know, after I kind of give myself a little bit of a run in October, um, because that's the, the start of the brand new season. Um, I like to just kind of feel it out from there. I write my goals down a year in advance. Um, NFR 2020 is not on the goal sheet yet, but I haven't completed my goal sheet for next year. So we shall see is the answer. So if you do rodeo uh, in October, what circuit? Where? What's your... It's, so October is wild. Yep. October is 
one rodeo in, in Brawley, California, that's forever away on the end of the planet. Then the other side of the planet in Florida, there's a few rodeos, Louisiana and Montana. So it's really like a good little mini test of, hey, Fallon, remember what this is like? Do we really love this or would you rather be working? <laughs> How much do you love this? So that's what October is for me. It's a barometer check. Because we've interviewed quite a few contestants on here and talk about the road. And actually some like Tallman and those guys break down your all's journey and what it takes. And, you know, you'd love to have a personal assistant, you know, planning for you everything that you do. And, you know, making sure that the, the, the tires on the truck work and the horse is ready and, and you're healthy. And, yeah, I, I could see how that goes down. And definitely, you know, what a tough Tough decision that's got to make as far as, you know, are you willing to buckle up and let's do this? That's why know? that decision to be on the road to the oh. NFR is made, yeah, you know, early, like, yeah. like she said, yeah. early. Because you just got to yep. put the gauge out there and yep. see what happens. Yeah, you have to be prepared. A lot of people just say, you know, I'm just going to jump out there and, um, and, and give it a shot. And I'm like, give it a shot, but you need to give it a good old solid try because yeah. you can go to those 90,000 miles. You can go to those 90 rodeos and still not punch your ticket to Vegas. Even to that, you know, when I see people announce, and I see this quite a bit, uh, always around January, right after the NFR, you know, maybe there's a super rodeo high at that point. And it's like, all right, I'm making the NFR this year. And they make those announcements or they're going to do all around or whatever it is. And then they disappear. My, <laughs> my catchphrase is hashtag see me in August. <laughs> see me in August. Yeah, seriously. I, tell me how dedicated you are in August. Yep. Because the gyms are full, too, of wow. New Year's resolutions. I go to a crowded gym and crowded rodeos in January. <laughs> but August, it looks like a ghost town. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> tell us a little bit about your, your horses right now. I know you define them age-wise, but if you go out and rodeo in October, who are you on? Well, it kind of, it, it all depends right now. I'm just trying to get these colts really finished up where they feel great. They're mm -hmm. clocking with baby flow right now, but they're not clocking with baby flow under pressure. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not at Reliant. We're not in San Antonio. We're not at Thomas and Mac. So, you know, it's, that's obviously very different. So my, um, my, my horses are all related in some way, shape mm -hmm. or form. My horses that I went to the NFR on in the 90s um, are the sire and dam of the lineage throughout my entire barn, which is just really cool and what keeps me connected. Um, I don't buy anything. We raise everything. Um, you know, it's not a feather in my hat to say that we raise everything. It's very, very hard to do this. Mm -hmm. um, but it's what keeps me personally connected to the journey is like, Seeing myself go back to the NFR doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't it doesn't fuel me with passion or get me excited at all. But seeing my four year old Colt Flobot that almost mm. died and had a virus as a yearling that shouldn't make it, seeing him go to the NFR and telling his story to the Flomies and allowing them to understand that the underdog can go back and prevail, that's a cool story that I could maybe run with. We all wanna know that that the horses that we invest so much in, yep. we are not investing in the best horse on the planet. Right. We're investing in the ones that we're connected to. Yep. Yeah. You buy breed, right? That's what you got to go right. by and, and you just see what you get out of them. But you know what, to your point, right. Valentin, though, right. is that it, the NFR is all about showcasing the horse and yeah. horsemanship and right. and everything about it. And yeah, I, I could see that feeling where take the human element out of it. Yeah. And, and the excitement of watching a horse go from A to Z has got to be 
Well, just like watching my kids, mm-hmm. you know, do well and, and, and kind of excel, right. excel what they need to do. Right. Absolutely. Fallon, we know you're busy. We really know you're we busy. We really do. <laughs> we don't want to take away your, your breakfast, lunch, or, or... I'm sure you made a business deal. Uh, watching the, a video. And the pause that we did here. <laughs> I, I've got it all blocked off. Today, this is my job. So I appreciate you guys so much for having me. Thank you guys so much. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks, You too. Fallon. All right, Fallon. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. NFR Throwback with eight-time PRCA world champion Joe Beaver. My favorite NFR memory is I'm going to have to do a split because it's um, the very first camp I ran there. I won the go-around, I think, in 85, and that's kind of uh, set you off. And then the last time I ran one in, in 06 is the last time I wrote. I won the all-around at the NFR, and I think that last camp was very important for me to win that. So. I have to say that's two of them, one, two. Hi, I'm Caleb Bennett, and this is NFR Extra. Tyson Durfee, the 2016 world champion tie-down roper, exemplifies a story of rags to riches in pursuit of a dream. Growing up poor in a single wide trailer house in Savannah, Missouri, he was no stranger to hard work. Tyson's journey to becoming one of the best tie-down ropers in the world has not been easy. His grit and determination have earned him 10 Wrangler NFR qualifications, one world title, one RNCFR championship, as well as three Canadian world championships. The first non-Canadian resident to accomplish this. That's just to name a few. Tyson's talent speaks louder than words. His time in the spotlight has helped him become a household name among rodeo fans. His inspirations doesn't stop in the arena. Tyson's generous heart has offered a percentage of the prize money he's won at the NFR to many charitable foundations. Welcome Tyson Durfee, the man of faith and a world champion in and out of the arena. Welcome to Welcome, the show. Welcome, sir. Awesome, guys. Thanks for having me. Super excited to be on today. You always wear a pink shirt when competing. Could you share with us the reasoning behind that and why it is so important, sir? Yeah, it's hard to believe. You know, it's hard to think that nobody would know that why I do it at this point. I've been doing it right. for a dozen years I now. Know. But, um, I know. You know, it's one of those things. Um, there was, I had a cancer scare in my family, super close, my stepmother, um, way back in the day way back in the day, like 2007 ish. And, um, it was just a, a thing I did. I said, Hey, you know, how would you like it if I wore a pink shirt and I did it in dedication of you every single night I compete at the Canadian finals and at the NFR. And she was like, wow, you would do that for me. That would be so amazing. And so I did it. Um, and she was going through, uh, all kinds of treatments and certain things, you know, during that time frame, And they, found out it te- technically wasn't breast cancer um what it, what they found out was uh she had two grapefruit sized tumors on her ovaries and when i decided to do this there was a strong possibility that it they were going to be cancerous long story short uh they did a hysterectomy after the canadian filed after the nfr that year and they found out that they were benign which meant there was no cancer in them thank god and um you know, it was going to be a one-time thing. I was going to do it for her and donate some money, you know, 10% of my earnings. And that was really going to be it. And, uh, you know, the next season, I, like the first couple of rodeos, had 
so many people come up to me and say, where's the pink shirt? You know, and they would tell me their story about how a mother, you know, or a, or a sister went through breast cancer and it just was a source of inspiration for them. And, you know, I just had like literally the first two rodeos, probably six people come up to me and say that. And I thought, you know what, maybe this is something I just need to continue to do. And I did it and have been doing it for, gosh, going 12 years now. And I visited numerous hospitals and visited patients and donated thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to um, not only breast cancer awareness, but different forms of cancer. And it's just been something I've done. You know, for a lot of years now. So it's safe to say, Tyson, you, that created like a human connection for you. Something had a hand in that kind of just, hey, stay with this. This is, look what it's bringing you, right? Yeah, yeah. And I just always feel like as people, we can always do more. You know, I feel like as people, we get caught up in, oh, what's happening to me? What can I get? What do I need today? That we forget that, you know, I believe we're put on this earth to build other people up and to help other people and help the community around you. And it was just one of those things where I thought to myself, what can I do? What can I do to help? What can I do? And that was the first thing that popped in my mind, and I just ran with it. You know, we follow you. We, we're, we're heavily active in social media for NFR. We're promoting all year long, and we're following everybody. And you're one of yeah. them. And, man, I got to tell you, your messaging, everything that you're putting out there, the positive side of that is so huge just in general as you as a human being on top of that you being a world champion and the influence you have what are your responses like and the reason why we're bringing this up is because we talked to dale brisby about things and he talked about rodeo etc etc but he said my dms he goes there's people asking me so many things about rodeo and some people are dissing on him but then a lot of the people are actually very interested in rodeo because he brought it to their attention what is your DMs? What yeah. does your response look like from the people that, that you're touching uh, via your positive message and everything you're doing on social? You know, the first few messages that I put out there uh, years ago were um, dealing with suicide. Um, and it was something very deep to me because I've had the gun in my mouth. And it's it's not uh, something I really even like to talk about. And I hate to bring it up because I know it hurts a lot of people. Um, but it also helps a lot of people. And I did that message, and I was in, almost in tears when I did it, and it came from a real place of rawness and insecurity and just being open and honest. And I realized that through that message, you know, that I put out there that I helped a lot of people. Now, I had my critics. I had my people that didn't like it. I had my people that I hurt because I brought up negative memories, and, and I feel bad about that, but literally helped, you know, 20, 30 people reach out to me off that one video. <clears throat> and said that, you know, they've been struggling and they were contemplating that. And then hearing my, you know, story, it just changed their mind. And I thought, man, what else can I do? You know, what else can I do to motivate, help, and inspire people? Not only on that side of it, but just across the sports psychology side. It's personal, you know, maximizing my mind was something I've always wanted to do, something I always wanted. I mean, I grew up in like every single learning disability class there was. I mean... I couldn't read. Things were backwards. Uh, I spent half a day in learning disability classes, and I always felt so ashamed and so, you know, sick and tired of it that <clears throat> I didn't really love school, but I loved learning. And when I graduated school, I was like, I'm just going to push my mind to the limit. Whatever I need to work on, I'm just going to work on. And it just blows my mind that more people won't do that. You know, they'll spend their whole life struggling on a topic, a whole life wondering why they just can't get rid of the negative thoughts that they have in their head or, you know, that they go over to alcohol or they go over to drugs or they do all this stuff 
And I just really have a personal war against, you know, negative mindset, negative thinking, you know, negativity, addiction, all that stuff. And I just realized that, you know, through my platform of being a rodeo athlete, I can help so many more people and do it the right way and not just be a guy that competes in the arena, but a guy that really tries to help people. You're listening to NFR Extra with our guest, Tyson Durfee. Let's take a quick break before wrapping up our conversation. Every December, the eyes of the rodeo world are on the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo, the world's richest and most prestigious rodeo. And now you can follow the NFR all year long at nfrexperience.com. You'll find information on Cowboy Christmas and the Junior World Finals, unique blogs and content, access to NFR Extra, and much more. With the Stay in the Loop Club, you'll also have a chance to win a trip for two to Las Vegas 2021 for the world's greatest rodeo. Don't get left in the dust. Stay in the loop, stay in the know, and win at nfrexperience.com. Hey, this is Chancey Williams, and you're listening to NFR Extra. NFR Extra with Tie Down World Champ Tyson Durfee. Read a lot about you this past weekend. Read thing that I find fascinating is talk about your childhood, where you were, your family leaving rodeos, and where you were at money wise, right, with the family and everything, and grabbing cans and taking those and, and turning that into dollars for the family. Like, and now looking where you're at today, what I see when I see you and when you, when you share all this is that just the appreciation that you have that you get to walk on this earth and how far you've come with that. I would imagine your childhood is definitely something that helps you kind of look back and go you know what what this is and and where you can take it from where you've come from yeah the immediate way to get over negative mindset is to act act in thankfulness and well i look back at my childhood you know and my dad is is a great man and he's a hard-working sucker you know he's a horse trainer um we've had our differences over the years but at the end of the day we love each other and he taught me how to work hard and to look at you know from where i came from uh, to where I am now and where I want to go is just, it just really puts me in an eternal state of gratitude. Like you don't have any idea of the amount of times I should have been dead already. Mm. Like the amount of times I've fallen asleep driving all night and, you know, woke up in the ditch where, you know, eight months later I hear of a buddy who died from falling asleep driving. Like yeah. you guys just have no idea the amount of miles that we put behind a wheel and the things that we have to do to get somewhere. So anytime I think, man, I broke the barrier or man, I, you know, my horse is sore. What am I going to do? I'm like, I immediately go back to gratitude because that will save you from every circumstance life can throw at you. Yeah, that's powerful. You recently started a no limit mentorship program where yeah. you're sharing yeah. all the raw and real methods for becoming a world champion. How did this all come about and how's it going? Well, you know, I've always loved, I guess you could say information products. Like I'm the guy that is like, okay, I want to learn about marketing. Well, how do I do that? I'm not a, like a a traditional, like college guy. I dropped out of college very quick. Um, I, I, I I think college is great for a lot of kids, but for a guy like me who just wants to take action and don't learn anything that's not necessary, college just did not fit me. So I'm the guy that would buy like 27 books on, um, marketing and learn everything. I would take a, a course online about marketing and advertising, digital media or public speaking or all these things. And so I'm like, you know what? This is crazy. I watch these athletes, even athletes on the same level as me, like 
they get done with their careers, um, and they're flat broke, mm-hmm. you know, in the NFR 10 times and wind up flat broke or, you know, still struggling with the negative thought patterns that they haven't taken control of. And so I really started it to try to educate other athletes and other younger individuals about the tips and tricks and the things that guys like me know that other people don't. And I'm a firm believer that if some of these younger people, or not even younger people, I mean, maybe you're an amateur rodeo person, you want to get better and get to the pros and make the NFR. Like, it fits anybody. And right now, it's it's specifically geared towards calf ropers and tie-down ropers and breakaway ropers because those are my people that I know the most about. But then the next evolution transition is to any athlete, um, you know, not just tie-down ropers. I dig a lot into the mental side and how, you know, to get rid of the negative thoughts, to how to battle out insecurities and to how to do it as quick as possible. Like, I don't want to wait five years trying to figure out how to get over this. I want to get into it as quick as possible and get it learned and get it on and then get done with it and then move on to the next thing. And that's really what it's about. It's really, you know, for me, it's not really a huge financial thing. Um, more so it's just really trying to build up the community because I think as rodeo athletes, you know, we're kind of Neanderthalic in the way that we learn and perceive and go forward. You know, I've studied from, um, you know, three-time Super Bowl champion Jay Novacek is, or for years, was my personal coach and trainer. I can learn from this guy. But at the end of the day, it's all time collapse. Like, yep. I believe in time collapsing. If I can utilize his knowledge to better my career, oh, yeah. then why can't I do that for somebody else, right? Yep. Within working with this guy for a year, I, uh, a year and a half, I was a world champion. And I've been trying for 32 years prior. Mm-hmm. Yep. So when you can time collapse off other people's intelligent knowledge, just save yourself so many mistakes. And that's really what it's about. It's really trying to help and save other people's mistakes. And it's, it's you know, ideally I wanted to do it. And I thought, man, I can handle this deal in like two hours a week. It's going to be super simple. Now I'm in like, <laughs> yeah. I literally spend like two hours a day on this program um, for very little financial reward, um, but it is super fun, and I love doing it. I love hearing the success stories, and that's really, you know, really what it's all about for me at this point. One of the things that I think ex- extraordinary about your family dynamics is your wife, and how how cool it's got to be that both of you are in this business together, and to actually a couple times, if you could culminate at the NFR. Every family would want to do that, yeah, right. Like if, if if you could do that, but you you two have done that. How special is that to have your your wife? Like I can't even fathom it. But out there performing, you're in there waiting. You know, you got you got a ways to go before tie down comes up. But how cool is that during the NFR to watch your wife perform, do what she loves, and then you get to do what you love? Yeah, that was a memory that will um, never leave me. You know, my my wife has performed twice out there, and um, you know. And the, the, the last, I believe it was the last time, uh, when she performed, I roped and I won the go round the same night. Nice. So it was like, man, I was, I wish you would perform that night because it had a positive vibe, you know, but it, it really is amazing. You know, you know, that's why I stay in thankfulness. Like I really, really stay in thankfulness. I stay in optimism. Like the stuff I put out on social media is not just me trying to get followers. It's me being me. And um, to be able to be in a sport where it's so family-oriented, you know, it's not like I have to leave and, and go play, you know, 50 road games a year like a baseball player or a basketball player and leave my family home. Like, 
I have a bus and they go with me almost everywhere that I go. And for me, my family is the most important thing in the world above and beyond rodeo, because I know the seeds that I plant in my daughters are going to go on and culminate into positive families in the future. Now, if I neglect them now, then it would go the opposite. So being in a sport that allows me to work with my family, to have them with me, it means so much more. And probably the most amazing thing about it is no matter what I do in the arena, when I get back to the bus, my little girl smiles at me. She runs to me and says, good job, daddy. I love you. And she jumps at me. And, and and even when I don't win, which is 50% of the time, the best <laughs> in the world plays 50% of the time, it leaves me, the negative energy leaves me immediately. Immediately. Yep. So I just love my sport, love my family. So, so thankful for, you know, just what I get to do for a living. Yeah, you're, we're thankful too. Yeah, you're blessed, brother. No doubt about it, man. Yes, I am. Thank you. He joined the PRCA in, what, 2003, and uh, it's treated you very well, and you're an 11-time qualifier for the NFR. So I can totally see where you're coming from. And, and then being able to share that with your your wife and your two daughters, that's that's an incredible career. And then you just make more of it by doing the programs that you're doing with the, the raw and real methods and, and being thankful and, and, and the whole stories behind the wearing tough enough to wear pink and it's just uh wow who wouldn't want to be tyson durfee seriously yeah well it's not all it's not all golden rainbows all the time we're going to leave it there it's it's awesome i i'm so thankful but you know it's also come through a lot of hard work man mm-hmm. it's hard work well, it doesn't come you easy. gotta grind mm-hmm. not only hard work mm-hmm. but hard smart work Yep. You know, you want to work hard, but you want to work as smart as possible. Yeah. Don't work and, harder, work smarter. Yep. Yeah. Well, both is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you do a both, then you get to, you know, the elite level. Yeah. You, know, you don't want to just be good. You want to be the best. That's right. At least that's the way I look at things. Yes, sir. You know, Tyson, thank you for coming on the show. We know you, you got plenty more road to ride. I uh, hope all works out well. Outstanding. You guys have a great day. I thank appreciate you. your time. God bless y'all. And keep doing great work. Thank all you. Right, we'll talk to you soon, Tyson. Bye. All right. Bye. We want to give a big thanks to Fallon Taylor and Tyson Durfee for hanging with us on NFR Extra. Want to experience more of NFR? Then visit NFRExperience.com. And we invite you to subscribe to NFR Extra on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you're listening right now. If you like what you've heard on NFR Extra, we would love it if you gave us a big five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe. NFR Extra. All dirt. All rodeo. All year. Racers in the bulls and the browns, and the ladies in the skin tight wrangers and the cowboy 